0: Raising Tech is your guide to understanding the role technology plays in your senior living business strategy and day-to-day operations. Tune in for tech trends, hot topics, and meet the people behind the tech landscape in senior living to gain practical technology knowledge that you can apply in your community today. Welcome everybody to Raising Tech Podcast, Episode 2, Strategic Partnerships. I'm Amber Barden, host of this podcast, and I have with me today, Ken Arneson, the CEO of Evergreen Retirement Community. Our podcast topic today is strategic partnerships and the collaborative advantage of strategic partnerships, specifically in technology. I'm so excited to have Ken Arneson with me today. Ken Arneson has a long and very interesting history in the senior living industry, Um, He is also a founding member of Parasol Alliance and also a board member. And Ken, you have such a rich uh, history of working in the business. I believe you've been the CEO of Evergreen for about 25 years or so. Can you tell me a little bit about how did you get into this industry and how long have you been working in this field?
1: Well, I've actually been very fortunate to be in the field around 34 years. And my career started while I was in college and I worked as a housekeeper at a a local skilled nursing facility, wanting to look at growing in the field. Um, I talked with the administrator and developed an administrator and training program. I was a receptionist. I was an aide, and uh, worked my way up through quality management into the for-profit sector and was very blessed to come to Evergreen and uh, very proud to be uh, the CEO of the organization.
0: Wow. And and Ken, one of the things I want to share with our listeners is the first time I met you, I always remember this about you. So you were introduced to myself as well as another um, provider at the same time. And one of the things I remember that you said to the other provider in the room is you said, if there's anything you want to try in senior living, ask me first because I've already done it. And that's one of the things that I love about working with you and having you on our board is because you have such an innovative mind and you're so open to new ideas and trying new things. And I think that you, um, you know, that's something that you have brought so much value in with different partnerships that you've tried and different ideas that you've tried. Can you tell us a little bit about your approach to partnership and collaboration and why that's
1: so important? Well, Well, one of the main reasons it's so important is as a single site, you know, just the term single site, you know, it implies that you're trying to do as much as possible on your own. And the, the realization is the the world is getting more complicated. Whether it's your your smartphone, uh, vehicles, it doesn't seem to matter what it is you work with. The world's complicated, and the ability to figure it out on your own is going to be a challenge. I was taught at a very early age from my uh, from my grandfather that you know a wise individual looks for smarter people to surround themselves. with. And that's led to the development of partnerships. Another reason for partnerships is it's you can grow more as an individual and an organization when you have the ability to do it with someone. Now it's sort of like if you ever go on any adventure, what fun is there just doing it completely on your own? You don't have any good stories you can share with someone, plus you're not, there are things you can learn from one. So uh, partnerships for Evergreen uh, and becoming even more strategic has been essential to this organization being around, hopefully, another 50 to 100 years.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we hear so much right now about collaboration and partnerships. Again, as you mentioned, for single sites, um, you know, I definitely Feel in the industry that there is this sense that um, single sites need to come together, um, that you know they don't need to do it on their own. Um, you know the concept of vertical integration. Um, you know, combining experience to work together. What What is your sense of how, um, you know, and you're located in Wisconsin? What What are you seeing in terms of, um, you know, your peers in the industry and and types of collaborations that you've seen? And what have you seen that's been most successful? And maybe what are some of the things that you've seen that aren't as don't work as well with a partnership?
1: Right. Well, that that is a real interesting question because. Part of a partnership is having a willingness to take risk and actually say you're going to do something. There's a tendency that individuals like to talk about it. And what they want to do is they want to talk at a lower level where it's safe. It could be, well, maybe we could share purchasing. Maybe we could do buying together. And not that those don't have value, but a true partnership needs to be something that's going to advance an organization. And for for organizations I am noticing that there is more acknowledgement of the need to do it, the challenge is figuring out how to do it and who you do it with, which sometimes one of the things I look at is it's almost comparable to dating. You know, it's the idea of how do you kind of figure out, is this somebody I'd really like to get to know? How do you go about getting to know them? How do you build a relationship? How does it hopefully turn into something long-term and you hope in no point, the other person comes in and says, you know what, when we were first together, I felt special. I just don't feel special anymore. That's the more difficult part with partnerships is making sure that all parties can continue to grow and, you know, ho- hopefully feel special.
0: Yeah, I, I love that analogy. That's really interesting. Um, And I know something that we've talked about at Parasol Alliance as well is what happens when those original members retire or possibly leave the organization? How does that change the dynamic of the partnership? But maybe, you know, that's a great segue. Can you talk a little bit about the specific partnership experience you've had in founding Parasol Alliance to give our listeners Um, something more of a a concrete concept into how a partnership actually can get started and how that process works and then some of the benefits and maybe takeaways that you've learned?
1: Well, you know, from a professional growth standpoint, especially being in my position now, I've had the most professional growth through actually being engaged in the development of partnerships and especially with Parasol. The other individuals who founded Parasaw and having an, an individual like Amber who is leading it, truly, it has helped me grow substantially. So, you know, the, the key part was really finding individuals who were serious about let's do something. And after we found individuals who were saying, yes, we want to do something up to putting money into it, and taking a risk with what it meant for our individual ITs. The biggest challenge was working with a board and having them become comfortable with going into something that's not truly core because we're not providing it as a partnership like this. Our board, though, also has grown substantially from going through this process because now they're more comfortable. And we've done additional joint ventures and partnerships as a result of it. But it, it again, it came back to finding people. You know, the, the other part when you're looking at this is you also need to be looking for smart people who are really going to be running this partnership. And with, with Parasaw, we, we are, we are blessed. We have an entrepreneur who is leading the organization and that that has been key. But again, for us as individual organizations, it's helped us grow substantially.
0: Yeah, thank you um, for sharing that. How did Evergreen react to the outsourcing of the technology function? Because if I recall, you did not outsource a lot of services prior to this.
1: No. Um, again, that, that kind of comes back to, you know, when they talk single site you know, one of the advantages with single site is you're very, you're comparable to all those local businesses that were founded. And that the idea that we were going to outsource technology, even though we weren't doing it well, as far as the management piece, um, it was, it was a heavy lift. Um, You know, initially, it was coming up with every reason it wasn't going to so, you know, the other part in learning about when you're going to do these partnerships or you're going to be looking to outsource is coming back to what are the reasons you need to do this. Fast forward to today, our organization would never go back to the idea of a single individual that when they went on vacation, we had to lease a satellite phone. Because if anything here happened technology wise, we had to be able to reach this individual. The other part is you don't know what you don't know when you're trying to look at it internally and having those external people who do things better. And the comparables I look at is, it's not uncommon for organizations now to outsource their housekeeping, their laundry. They will look at outs. I mean, typically you outsource your heating and cooling all these because you wanna have smarter people who are responsible for those operations. Technology was a scary thing for people, but really it was it was one of the best decisions we made as an organization.
0: Do you have any specific stories maybe you can share?
1: Yes, probably the one story we talk about quite a bit is especially in the age of ransomware, we were we had we had a ransomware here at Evergreen. Our systems went down And um, it was very scary because all we saw in the news was we're going to have to pay the ransom. Thankfully, because we had partnered with Parasol, the first thing they did was come in and say they calmed the waters, that yes, we're going to be able to deal with this. And they were able to, within a number of days, have us back up and operating, and we didn't have to uh, pay the ransom you know um another one has been when we look at our resident population coming in today they are very tech savvy you know the the idea of an older adult not understanding technology that that is something as a society we need to get over they are a tech savvy group there may be growing in how they use it but A credibility point for an organization is their ability to respond to their customers as they come in and setting them up. Where we've had had a number of compliments from our residents that, you know, that's an area we do a good job in. And, you know, if we do a good job in technology, that means we're going to be trusted with things that are super important, like care and the other services that we provide. So no, we, that, but the ransomware is one of my favorite stories.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like to me, what you're saying is, you know the biggest value you're getting with um, the technology partnership is bringing in the expertise um, to handle things like security um, and infrastructure that and then taking care of situations that um, you know are bound to occur sooner or later like a ransomware attack. Um, you know, the expertise that you bring in to other aspects of technology within the community, such as resident support. Are there other key pieces uh, or pain points that are solved? And, you know, for somebody who's just maybe starting out looking for a technology partnership, what would be some other key areas you would suggest um, to look to solve problems?
1: Well, I I, I think a, um, a major one is... The ability to develop your technology strategic plan. If if you look at major companies, I mean, they have a chief information officer. A number of organizations on their own don't have the ability to afford that. So I think one part is, you know, how do you have that become a part of your team that can help you plan strategically? But if you're going to be doing strategic, they need to understand the field that you're in so this isn't you know where you can just go to your local tech people they're they're more of a generalist you really do need a degree of specialization the the other factor is how will this organization help you through other experiences they've had to grow and save you time you know a, a significant value with parasol has been We're seeing more and more things we're thinking of has been tried in another organization that they're providing services to. That saves us a whole lot of time dealing with sales reps and other people who are saying, oh, this is the latest and the greatest, you should get it. And uh, technology can be a very expensive mistake if you make the wrong decision, both financially, reputation, and satisfaction. So, I, you know, I I always encourage organizations, you know, talk, talk with, talk with your peers, um, you know, find out what they're doing, what's not working. You're probably going to find you have a lot in common. And then look at, well, how about those organizations that seem to be, they're like us, but they're doing it different. And odds are, you'll, you'll find that they're, they partnered with an organization like Parasol.
0: Yeah. One of the things I um, one of the stories I like to tell about Evergreen specifically as well is um, it seems like a minor, you know, a minor thing that we did. But um, when we first started working with Evergreen, which was, you know, almost, uh, gosh, like six years ago now, is we had established a nursing or clinical user group. So we met with your clinical team every month. And um, this really had a very impactful experience across the organization because um, your clinical team was, you know, they were pretty dissatisfied with technology. Mm -hmm. And really the reason was that they just felt that they were, um, didn't really have a lot of time to, to put in tickets or requests or their requests weren't addressed or people worked third shift. Um, And we basically came up with a method where we had a clipboard and the, the nurses would go and write down, you know, what their issues were and the nurse manager would keep a log and bring it to these monthly meetings. And I think we even had the on site technicians stop by every week and go over those issues. And once we were actually able to establish this relationship with them and take care of those issues kind of one by one, we were able to establish this partnership and this trust, um, which is what technology should be. It should be a partnership to Mm -hmm. support the business. Right. That's the purpose of it. You know, and one thing that we say is, you know, our mission or one of our visions is to transform technology culture in senior living industry. And it can start with something that small, just gaining the trust of the nursing team, you know, showing how technology can better their lives on a day-to-day basis in their job and make it more efficient. Um, And Evergreen has been such an amazing partner in that journey and working with you Ken specifically because you really see that value. You know, when we did your campus expansion, you know, and you made the decision, you put Alexa's in all of the units, right? Um, you know some of the decisions you made with with that project it's just been it's just it's just been so great working with you and having you know your open mindedness and your willingness to be innovative and use technology as a business solution and i really appreciate that about you
1: oh that, that that's very kind of you um you know the the reality though is if i think if an organization is not taking a hard look at areas that are strategically vital, and then asking themselves, do we really have the capacity to do all of this well on our own? They are going to be selling themselves short and the people they serve. So, you know, it, it just, it, sometimes you have to figure out, do you need to do what's best or do what's right? And in a situation like this, it really was a combination of being able to do what was best which was how do we how how are we going to provide a better service both to our staff, residents, and people? And then the right thing was finding the right organization such as Parasol to do it. So no, it has. It's it's fun to see our ability now to embrace technology and respond to
0: So what would you, what would your advice be then to our listeners if they're trying to find someone that they can work with in this capacity? And I feel like this is a a tricky question, right? Because we can list a whole bunch of standard questions you can ask, you know, that you could probably go find on the internet, but how do you really know? Like, how do you get to heart? How do you get to the heart of, can this partner support me and can I trust them? How do you really get to that part, to that matter?
1: Well, I think, I, I think one of the ways you can get to it is starting first with those internal questions of, you know, do we seem to be having the same issue again and again and again? It's sort of the fly against the window getting out. And if you're fine, you're continuing to have that and you have the same conversations. It is, it, it is a matter of then saying, all right, well, what is it we need to do a little different and getting comfortable that different may entail finding somebody else to take on those functions. If you can do just those steps initially, then you can start to look at, all right, who do you find that's out there? And you know, within this field, people are good about sharing. Um, I've always been very proud that within this sector, this is not a sector of leaders and organizations who are boastful. They really, they wanna be here to provide service and make lives better. So I think because we do that, and I know all those organizations are looking at ways to improve efficiency, especially with challenges with staffing. Um, You're looking at the demands from your customers increasing, that it should be natural, that whether it's uh, your dining, your housekeeping, your maintenance, the technology should be very high on that list. Uh, finding a partner, you know, and and the fun part with a partner is you're a good partner is one, you know, you can count on when the proverbial poop hits the fan. And uh, that is something uh, we'd look for, especially, you know, whether it's electricians who were here when we had major flooding, whether it's been uh, our plumbers that show up, just numerous people, Technology is key. Your technology goes down. You can be floundering in the water. So, you know, for us, it it just was the best and the right thing to do.
0: Great. Thank you so much for that insight. Well, Ken, it has been a real pleasure to speak with you. I think you have brought a lot of value and things for our listeners to think about um, on this episode. So I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, On our next episode, we're going to be unpacking the technology strategic plan and roadmap and talking about how to build it from the infrastructure up. So please join us next month. And Ken, any final
1: words? Um, You know what? I I, I hope organizations listening to this will will take the opportunity to to look at partnerships in areas of technology. All
0: right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Raising Tech, where we help senior living communities unlock the power of transformational technology. This podcast is powered by Parasol Alliance.